Hey guys, before we jump into today's episode, I am so honored to share with you small clips of each guest that we had on this series and what the experience was like for them to be on the podcast, but more importantly, what the experience was like for them to dive deep into how God made them, particularly how they process loss and trauma. So our Enneagram type one was represented by my friend and author, Becky Wade. Here's what Becky said when I asked her how the experience of being on the podcast was for her. I am not someone who tends to be very self-reflective. And so it was great for me just to spend some time thinking about how my personality can lead to some negative patterns and also the wonderful aspects of my personality and how I can roll with those. And so the discussion that we had was validating and it was enlightening because it helped me understand myself better and just encouraged me to take time to really think about how I am and how I respond and how I react and how I'm gifted. So type two was yours truly. And on the day that we recorded that podcast was a difficult day for me. But in terms of how the experience was for me getting on and talking about how trauma and the Enneagram have really kind of fit like a hand in glove for me was, again, validating getting behind a microphone and speaking to other twos and helping them understand that they must take care of themselves before they can take care of other people and really evaluating why I do the things I do and why I am like I am and looking into those motives and paying attention to that core fear of being unwanted and unloved. And then more importantly, understanding why having realized those fears and trauma, why it affected me as it did. Katie Gantert was our type three. Katie is also a friend and author. And here's what she had to say when I asked her what her experience of being on the podcast and exploring the Enneagram and loss and trauma was like for her. Uh, absolutely loved the experience. I could talk Enneagram all day and I could talk to you all day. So double bonus. And, you know, the Enneagram is such a useful tool when it comes to better understanding ourselves and it's always so insightful to dig deeper into what makes us tick and why we might be functioning or thinking or operating in the ways that we are. I think um, doing the podcast interview gave me a chance to do a personal check-in. So just kind of diving deeper into uh, what's functional and what's dysfunctional right now, what's healthy and what's unhealthy, what's helpful and what's harmful. Um, and then my favorite was just what lies might I believe or what lies might I be believing and what truth do I need to embrace? So I think digging deeper into trauma and the Enneagram three gave me the opportunity to check in on all of those fronts and have a lot of fun along the way. Type four was a podcast listener now friend. And her name is Rachel Odom. And I am when when I asked Rachel what her experience of being on the podcast was, this is what she sent to me. 
Coming on the podcast brought something to my healing process that I had no idea I needed. Um, I think most fours would agree with me. It's really hard to articulate such big feelings a lot of the time. Um, I knew there were wounds, and I knew how I felt as a result of them, but knowing that I'd have to share those feelings with others gave me the nudge I needed to do the work to learn how to articulate clearly. And I think articulation can bring a new level of understanding. And that understanding, paired with the truth of God's word that's spoken on this podcast, helps you sift through and learn to rebuke the lies that you've learned to believe about yourself. Our type five was Sophia Walsh, who also is a childhood cancer survivor. And so what she brought to the podcast was invaluable, to be honest with you. And so here is her response when I asked her what her experience of being on the podcast was like. If I were to take one thing, I think the feeling of you are not alone is just really what's standing out to me. And that's, it's really cliche. You know, I feel like when somebody's dealing with a mental illness or anything really that's difficult and you don't know how to process it at first, it's like, okay, well, remember you're not alone. Remember I'm always here for you and, and, and all that stuff. And a lot of people do mean it genuinely, but like with the Enneagram, it's an actual tool to remind you that you are legitimately not alone. Like there are crazy people who have to research, you know, crazy other um, fives out there who think the same way that I do. And my specific journey, cancer is really isolating, right? Like nobody, nobody except for other cancer survivors can really relate to a lot of the experiences that I've had, even at such a young age. And so I think one thing that the Enneagram has helped me to do is to really focus in on the fact that I am not alone. And I always have a tool to, um, to lean on when I don't know where to go next. And so our Enneagram 6 was none other than our resident co-host, Chrissy Lothridge. And this was interesting because as I walked with Chrissy through this, I was really interested to hear her response when I asked her what the experience of being on the podcast was like for her. And here's what she had to say. I struggled at first learning about my type 6-ness, but being on the podcast and talking through my strengths and weaknesses has led me to um, a greater understanding of myself and the ability to give myself some grace. And that has been really, really helpful. And hopefully I'm giving the people around me more grace as I've learned about the other Enneagram types. And so then that brings us to our type seven, who is a good friend of mine and also a podcast listener. Angie D is what we call her. And this is what Angie had to say when I asked her about her experience on the podcast. So what I learned about, um, more about trauma and about how I was made, which God made me, um, I fall into the Enneagram seven, um, one was just how important it is to sit with the pain. Um, that's what I was on the podcast to talk about. If you've been through trauma, how important it is to work through that and, and to sit through the pain and work that out. And I knew that that's what I was on the podcast for, but just to even repeat 
my story and what I did and, and also to dialogue about it with you two just really helped bring that to light even more. And it also really helped to know that that one of the core fears of the Enneagram 7 is, is kind of to sit with pain. Um, so it really helped to know that is also how I was made in addition to the trauma. And so it is extra hard for me to do that. And and I did it, but I need to continue to work on that. Um, it's going to be a constant battle. So I think that's those are the two things that I learned there more about um, how I was made, which was the Enneagram 7, and about trauma. And so then our Enneagram 8 was one of the people that will be on this recap episode, Jennifer Dunlap. And when I asked Jenny as I call her, what the experience was like for her to be on the podcast, this is what she sent me. Being a guest on the podcast and being able to share kind of collective or universal common themes among people who kind of identify with the same number as me was incredibly helpful, but also being able to, in one place, for maybe the first time in a while, succinctly try to share my story um, made it more personal to me. So there there were two parts. There was a part where I felt like I was connecting with people who could maybe understand me, which isn't something I always feel. But then also being able to share something personally in a space that I felt was safe has really given me, I feel like, a lot of room to try and want to heal in an even greater way. Um, going forward there aren't a lot of times where you can say this is what you know the last several years of of life have been like for me and sometimes when we have traumas they come in little bits one thing at a time one thing here one thing there and we feel like maybe we can handle them but when we look back at all of it collectively at least for me when I looked back and was able to talk about my story over the last few years it felt like I could really notice there there was an impact of, of several different things that had happened in my life that made me have a traumatic response to those things. I think the realization of that, being able to see it collectively for what it was, has made me want to try, I wouldn't say try, but um, lean even harder into the process of healing. Another great thing that came out of sharing on the podcast is because for me, it's hard to be vulnerable. This was the first time a lot of people really close to me, friends and family, heard a lot about like what life has been like for me. And because they're such sweet and good people that I'm surrounded by, the response from them has been so encouraging and, and so helpful to say, you know, that they're really glad that I shared. It helped them understand me a little bit better. And um, that just spurs me on to want to do the same for other people, listen to their stories, want to understand where they're coming from and meet them in a way that really speaks to the way that God has made them. It's just really been a gift. And so for then our type nine, our peacekeeper, I pulled one of my really good friends completely out of her comfort zone. And this is what she had to say to me when I asked her what being on the podcast was like for her. 
one of the things that I struggle with is being able to figure out what my own thoughts and feelings are about certain situations. So our discussion about how God made me gave me permission to examine why in a way that I don't often do. It also allowed me to see that when I'm not healthy, I'm limiting how God can best use me and grow me. Working through the questions reminded me that my thoughts and feelings do matter and expressing them is crucial to being able to process through times of stress and trauma. It also served as confirmation that sharing my voice can help others. And there you have it. Those are the nine people that were on the podcast as we spent an, a half a season talking about trauma and the Enneagram and how we can use how God made us to help us understand and process trauma. So I hope that you will enjoy this recap episode of all nine episodes with my co-host Chrissy Lothridge and then we asked Jennifer Dunlap to come back. It is so rich and if you've not heard the episodes perhaps you will hear something in this episode that'll make you want to go back and listen to any given Enneagram type. Again, as I've always said, I do not believe that the Enneagram is the end all, but when we take a gospel-centered approach, it can be helpful to us, and that is why I spent nine episodes, 12 if you count all the ones before and after, talking about trauma and the Enneagram. So let's step into this conversation with my friends, Chrissy Lothridge and Jennifer Dunlap. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the Donor Supported Wednesdays with Watson podcast. Thank you so much to those of you who help us with our mission here. And that mission is simple. It is to provide hope and help and resources for those struggling with PTSD or any of its friends. We have a mission on this podcast, and that mission also includes to fund pro bono counseling for those who can't afford it. If you'd like to support our mission, click on that Contact Amy button in the show notes. While you're there, I really, really, really would love it if you would subscribe, rate, or review the podcast. This is a big deal as it allows podcasts to get out to more people. Today's episode actually got added to the schedule as we are at the end of our focus of the ACE in this season, Trauma, Spaces, Places, and ACEs, as we have taken a deep dive into the Enneagram and how trauma operates inside how we are made. Next week, though, we'll step into the next half of the season as we dive into trauma in the home with a particular highlight on childhood trauma. If you've experienced trauma in the home, especially as a child or love someone who has, you're going to want to tune in as we share a few stories of hope and help, as well as three episodes with professionals, including the season finale with Dr. Thomas Pettit. So that's coming in two weeks. So again, make sure you are subscribed. Now that we got all of that out of the way, let's step into the healing zone. As I mentioned, today's episode is a bonus episode. I knew that the Enneagram series would be popular, but we didn't know how much it would resonate with so many of you. One of the linchpins of this podcast is the importance of community. We curated nine episodes for this series, as well as an interview with each Enneagram type, as well as an interview with my Enneagram coach, Carissa Harrison. Every single one of those direct links will be in the show notes. But as the season went on and as the, the series began to really resonate and sit in the hearts of people, I knew that we probably needed to add one more episode. So today I have asked Chrissy Lothridge. Hey, Chrissy, what's going on? Hey, it's good to be here. By the way, just for side note, when we try to transcribe your last name, we get all <laughs> kinds of different things. But I have asked Chrissy Lothridge and Jennifer Dunlap. 
Hey, Jenny, what's up? I am so happy to be back with you two. Yeah, so so her name is Jennifer, but guys, we call her Jenny, uh, but she is here to join us. And so we're going to do a brief overview of the season and how we were each affected by what we learned and how we are using this knowledge to live in community with people that we live with or do life with. There really isn't a way for us to unpack every episode, and we'll not do that, but we will introduce to you um, the concept of centers of intelligence and explore a little bit about Enneagram wings, and that'll just come up a natural conversation. So all of this is to explore how we can take better care of our own needs as well as recognizing the unique ways other people respond to trauma as well as provide support to those that you love. So we will start with, first up, Jen, Jenny, I would like to ask you, uh, so we are recording this ironically on the day that your episode dropped as the Enneagram Type 8, and it is a powerful, powerful episode. I am curious, though, how was the experience of participating in this series for you as it pertains to our mission, which was, let's talk about how we process loss and trauma by way of how God made us and the framework of the Enneagram. Sure. So like you said, as we're recording this, it's the same day that my episode comes out. Now, when our listeners listen to it, it'll be a couple of weeks later, but I I'll go back and say that the actual experience of sitting and talking with you guys about this tool and just the way God made me and really exploring it and having to sit with myself, my strengths and weaknesses, what I love about the way God made me, but also all the pratfalls of being who I am, um, was, it was just so such a healing experience for me. I can't even tell you how much it has helped me even since a few weeks ago or a few months ago when we first recorded. Um, God has just been particularly kind in reminding me like that I've explored this well with some really faithful, true friends and that what he's revealed to me, he's going to be very, um, kind and gracious to help me, you know, keep growing and healing in. So that's been really, I mean, really important to me over the last few months since I recorded that with you. But today, since it's the day it drops, I think I told you guys before we hit record, I'm having a super duper vulnerability hangover. (laughs) (laughs) It it is not easy to realize that, oh, that wasn't just a really fun conversation with two good friends. It's out there for the whole world to listen to. Seven continents. No, No pressure. No pressure. No pressure. It's been a little, it's been a little interesting this morning. So I'm just, I'm hanging in there. I'm hanging in. Well, we are grateful. We are grateful. And we will certainly be talking about your episode. How about you, Chris? What was the experience like for you? Well, the being on the podcast obviously is, is great. It's, it's so, it's great to talk about these things and it's super helpful, but the actual looking into my personality type, I think because of of my personality type was was kind of depressing like all i could see is all my faults and all the things and and so it's but it's been good as as we've gone on because then i recognize those are the lies that satan wants me to believe that that i am only my enneagram type i there's nothing else and you're going to behave that way forever because that's who you are and you're a six and you're going to see the worst case scenario and all all the things instead of 
the beauty of the way God has made me. And so um, it's been more of a, a, not a struggle, but a, a journey for me to understand who I am and combat the attacks from Satan saying, that's all you'll ever be. Mm-mm. You you you're you're broken. You're not even a good six. You're you're a broken six. <laughs> you're the worst case scenario six. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're your yeah. worst case scenario of yourself. And so, um, I think that there are people out there, and I've heard several people say, "I won't take the Enneagram test because I don't want to know." Hmm. And I think that I fall in that category, and I, I it's likely they are other sixes because they don't want to know. And I, I think it's that that fear of, I don't want to know the, the bad news, instead of seeing the good news of the beauty of how God has made us. And so that that's that's been my experience and in in kind of still where I'm journeying. Gotcha. What about you, Aim? Yeah, so be- before I answer that, you also got the unique perspective to be on the other side of those other eight interviews. And so I can see why you're in your head comparing like, but I don't want to be a six. I want (laughs) to be a nine or I want to be a seven. So you got, you got to, um, what was the experience like for me? You know, the day that we recorded that episode, um, and, and I did not know what questions were coming with the exception of the couple that we did, uh, that everybody did, but the day that we recorded that episode, and if you go back and listen to it, you can hear it in my voice. I had found out that I had a friend of a friend who, yeah, I, sort of a friend who, who had uh, passed away as a result of COVID. And so I was feeling extremely emotional anyway. And I said things on that interview that I probably wouldn't have normally said. And one of those was, Chrissy, you asked me, um, what do we need to know about other twos? And when I was preparing for this, I went back and listened because I didn't remember saying this in this interview. And I said, sometimes we just need you to tell us you love us, like use the words. And suddenly I started getting text <laughs> messages and, and stuff of people telling me that they love me. And so, and so, so it was a fan. So from that, from that way, it was, it was a really good experience. Um, it's, but as Jenny mentioned, I definitely had a vulnerability hangover after that. As we continue the conversation, I wanted to ask you guys if you found any of the other episodes helpful and why. And the reason why I have curated this group of people, besides the fact that we're, we're, we're the best of friends and 2AM friends, is that each of us represent a center of intelligence. And this is an opportunity quickly for me to introduce what center of intelligence is. And so there are three centers of intelligence. There are some different words. So for example, the, the Enneagram people count weirdly, guys. And so 891 is what we call our gut center of intelligence. And so Jenny sits in the gut center of intelligence. And people who are Enneagram and type 8, 9, or 1, they typically make decisions based on sensations in their body. And so sometimes there's it might be a warning sign, but oftentimes they feel they just know that they have to do something. And this is where you get, we hear the saying gut response. My gut response is... And, and would you say that the gut, y- y'all tend to be pretty sure of yourselves, it, eight, nines, and ones. Jenny, would you great resonate question. with that? Great question. It seemed like each of those interviews, the, the, the de- decision-making was like 
I got it. Do you feel that way, Jenny? For sure. Okay. It's It can be probably look very impulsive to other people from the outside, especially people who think, you know, and we'll get to the other centers of intelligence. It takes a little more time, but for us, it really is. Like you said, it's, it's almost this internal just feeling or sensation, you know, in your gut or you, or that's what drives you. And, and it happens pretty fast. Well, and you said on your interview, it served you well. And I think we would agree with that. One of the things that I envy about this uh, center of intelligence, and, and it is important, guys, for us to try to operate in the other centers of intelligence. But one of the things, Jenny, that you said that I wish I had is you could walk into a room and size it up or size up a person. Meanwhile, I trust everybody which lead, leads into the heart, right? And so that is the two, three, fours, and that is definitely me. We make decisions with our heart, you know, and, and, and so this is the reason why, especially, and I can only speak for my Enneagram type, that twos get and hurt quite often because we are the helpers and we, you know, I'm the person that, <laughs> Jenny, on her, on her episode, it still makes me laugh. You, you, you're mad at the Publix commercials. I live for the Publix commercials. And for those of you <laughs> around the country who don't know, Publix is a fantastic grocery store. And they have these commercials <laughs> around the holidays. It's about grandma. And, and, and it just, they make, Jenny's like, I don't like them to make me cry. And so, yes. meanwhile, those are the things that, that, that people that operate out of the heart do we make decisions based on our heart and that is a beautiful thing but it can also not be a great thing and and again by in full transparency we realized when we were going to do this episode that we each are in a different center of intelligence we happen to be really good friends and we we're like huh maybe that's why when we sit around a table we have some really good conversations because that leads us into the head the thinking, the busy brains, mm -hmm. and that is the five, six, seven. Chrissy, that is you. Yeah. Do you feel, do you, do you resonate with that? Like this is where you make decisions is from the thought, the, the yes. head. Yes. yes. So in, in, in a conversation, it would be, you know, Jenny would be sure you would be emotionally attached. And I would be sitting back thinking through both of your responses and evaluating and then making a decision. So it's that, it's that all, all the different. So I, I usually, I'm the one who's going to be quiet at first because I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm taking in everything. It makes me, I think a good listener because I'm, I'm all, I'm taking in everything you have to say, thinking it. Um, our sister-in-law calls it kicking the can, uh, kicking the can around until I, that then, then, then my decision will be made, but it's after. And again, it goes back to, I love lots of opinions because I want to hear from the head, the heart, the gut. I want to hear all the different options and all the different thoughts and then make a decision. So I'm, I'm thinking, and I'm thinking all so the true, time. Isn't that so true about the way um, we have conversations? The three of us, you know, if if a question or an idea is brought up, I probably will be the first to respond to it with a, you know, a synopsis <laughs> of exactly how I feel about it. Amy, we sometimes can even talk over one another because we're right, you're right on the same page with me because you're already like emoting and like that empathing. Like yeah. I know where you're going. I know what you're feeling. And Chrissy, 
who's going to take it all in and she'll be the first one to follow, like, let's do a follow-up question to that then, because you've asked six questions in your head about what the two of us have yes. said from our gut and our heart. Yes. And that could go around a couple of times. And then we finally get the beautiful response, like of Chrissy's thought and response to the original question. But you, Chrissy, will have circled back around with us like two or three times to clarify. Yes. Yes. What we've said. And then we get to, you know, be privy to, you know, your, what you have to bring to the table. It really is something. It's, it's well, great. Yeah. Well, isn't it, way. isn't it a beautiful picture of, uh, what Paul says about the the body of Christ and how each of us have our strengths, each the the eye, the hand, the foot, and so when we talk about these centers of intelligence, that how everybody is made differently, we need so at those tables where we're talking about serious things as friends, we need everybody's different take and everybody's different center of intelligence, if you will. And I, I just think that's a beautiful picture of the way Paul talks about how yeah. every member of the church has a place in there. But that doesn't mean that we can't grow from from other places. But before we go that direction, I wanted to ask you guys, so inside of your own center of intelligence, so Jenny, for you, that would have been Joy Tiffany's episode, as well as Becky Wade's episode. Um, did you resonate with them since you guys reside in that same center of intelligence, was there anything in their episode that maybe another eight out there can say, oh, wow, there's a little bit of the one and a little bit of the nine that makes sense to me too. Did anything on their episodes resonate with you at all? Definitely. So I, I just have to say for Joy's episode as the nine, um, I, I want to be really transparent and say, before I took an Enneagram test and knew anything about like who I might be, I wanted so desperately to be a nine. When I found out like what each type was like, I thought, please, Lord, let me be a nine. (laughs) Please say that that's who I am because out of all of the types and it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything except for what it means to me. That seemed so desirable to be the person who could see everyone's side and bring people together and be the encourager and the calm voice of reason. I don't know what I was thinking, thinking that that was what I brought, brought to the table, but listening to her was so special to me because she is those things. And so I am so drawn. Uh, maybe it's that center of intelligence that connects us, but I am so drawn to nines who can mediate for the rest of us Mm. as eights. We need that. We need people who can say, well, I think what she's saying is, or kind of soften us. And they, it just so naturally, I think flows for them to help the rest of us kind of connect with one another. Um, And she's just like, she is such a good nine. Like even just listening to her voice was so calming when questions were asked she sometimes took a beat and then answered yeah I'm like what is this what is this this taking a breath yeah what is right and then for the ones with Becky Wade um of course I'm just a big fan of hers in general so to listen to her speak about you know just like the way she operates in the world and uses her temperament um in her profession to create such a quality product Product. and what she writes and the books that she writes was so fascinating. Um, And I was very 
I needed to hear her episode because my husband, I think I said this on my podcast episode, my husband is a one, but he's a man um, and she's a woman. And for me, it's very helpful to hear from a woman's perspective some of the behind the scenes of what it's like to be a one so that I can understand my husband better. And that's a really important, I mean, it's like the most important relationship in my my small little world, right? Is relating to the person I've chosen to do life with and love. And um, just her way of being able to express how important it is in her center of intelligence, in her gut to always be right and do the right thing and do the good thing with integrity helped me so much to understand what drives my husband to, um, in in the way that he interacts with our family, he, this is also so important for him. So he and I both are in the gut triad. So we both come to the table with a lot of energy and a lot of force and a lot of strong opinions. And that can be explosive sometimes in a not so good way, but it helps me so much to respect where he's coming from and that we're kind of coming from the same place. So I can really honor that in him and, and say, how grateful I am to listen to her talk about all of these things that matter so much and are important to her are the same things that are important to someone who Mm. I do life with so intimately. Um, it was, it was just huge, huge for all, for all three, all the other two episodes in my, um, center of intelligence to listen to how they approached it. How about you, Chris? So you were, you would have been five, Sophia, six and seven and Angie. Yes. Yes. So I wing so heavily. And we're going to talk about wings in just a second. And I think if I scored three points on the seven, (laughs) so I am not fun. That is not true. That's not true. It's not true. (laughs) (laughs) You feel again. I think that goes back to just my personality type. So, so I'm not a good time traveler at all. Right, right. (laughs) But it's not true. Um, But I. So the seven almost feels foreign to me, even though it's in my center of intelligence. But the five, I very much so resonate with. And so Sophia's episode, I mean, you can hear me going back and forth with her, the spoons. I I do wake up every morning grabbing my spoons and going, you may have half of one spoon and I will save the others because who knows what fires I'm going to have to put out later. And so um, with my spoon, which doesn't work together, (laughs) but um, yeah, so I definitely, that, that episode, that really, really helped me, um, and I, I did resonate a lot with Sophia's episode. And I think, too, that the fact that both of you are thyroid cancer yeah, survivors. Yeah, definitely. And so that, that episode was powerful. Yeah. And we had, we had two millennials on. And so for me and my center of intelligence, I would have been with author Katie Ganchert, which that was a complete riot. Um, I also wing into the threes and again, we're going to talk about wings in just a second, but so you, so I wing into a three. And so I resonated quite a bit with Katie Gantzer's episode because the threes want to be seen. And so, um, and the twos want to be wanted and loved. And so wanted, loved and seen is a trifecta bing, bingo, right? You blackjack, you won. 
And so, but I, but I definitely resonate, resonated with her in the threes when she was saying that she just wants to be seen and, and she, and that has exhibited itself by way of performance. And, and you'll have to go back and listen to the episode because she says something very interesting about when she, and, and, and Katie Gantrott, as is Becky Wade, who is in um, episode one, it, both of them are Christie award-winning authors. And so Katie shared something with us about actually being um, nominated for awards and wh- and how she really tied that to the three. And so I definitely, definitely resonated with Katie Gantrott's episode because I want to be seen, and my whole life I have done that by performing. And to know that I am just seen because I woke up in the morning and to proclaim that over her was also proclaiming it over me, which was kind of kind of cool. And then Rachel Odom's episode, who represented the type four, Rachel happens to be a friend of mine, and and I and I guess she might she might put me in the mentor category for her. But I also resonated with her, and Rachel's episode was one of my favorites um, because it also helped me understand because I'm a two, and so a two goes to four, which is Rachel. And health. And so as I was able to hear her talk about the healthy aspects of being a type four, it helped me know what to look for. So before we get into wings, I'm curious for you guys. So Jenny, your, um, your growth path is a what? Two. Two. A two, like you. So Talk to me about whether or not that this feels a little bit awkward. Chrissy probably should have asked you this question, but did were you able to glean anything from the from my episode since that is your growth path? And so listeners, your growth path is where you are when you're operating in health, when you're when you're not defined by your Enneagram number and you're really using all nine parts of your personality, but all of us go to a number in health. I go to four, Jenny, you go to two, you go to me. And so did, did that help, did that episode or that, that perspective help you at all for your growth path? It did. It, it has been really helpful to even know, let's see if this makes sense. The twos, I heard one person say one time that like, who doesn't want to be a two, right? The helper, the I one don't. who's always thinking about other people, the Isn't it funny that like the grass is always greener on the other side of the hill. Um, So many of us want what you just naturally bring to the world, which is so thinking about other people. And to think that a part of me could, you know, become in all of the health in all of the ways that God refines me, someone who not only brings strength to the table in the way that I am, but like you just think so kindly and thoughtfully about the other and recognizes other people's wants and desires and is really connected to that. Um, I think about several of you who I know who are twos who just kind of, you just drill in and really understand other people's concerns and issues so easily that it's it's kind of like an aspirational thing for me. So listening to you talk about like loving some of the things about the way God made you is so helpful to those of us who could possibly get there too. And it just gives us something really, really cool to work towards. I mean, I mean not, I'm not trying to work to like right, fit myself right. into <laughs> right. your box, 
but just allowing, like surrendering it to the Lord and saying like, there's so much of every type that you have in store for me that could be beneficial to other people, but that in his goodness and grace, like part of what I could be as a whole, you know, person functioning in him is, is someone who could be so thoughtful and so kind and so heart connected to other people mm. is I'm like, yeah, who yeah. wouldn't want that? Right. right. I, 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 I joked and said, I don't, but I do love the way God made me in that regard. But um, yeah. And it's interesting. I, you know, I, I was mistyped as an eight at one point and that that just speaks to that stress path that we talk about and it is my my second highest so how about you chris you go to nine and health and as as it turns out joy's interview joy happens to be a really close friend of ours talk to me about what you picked up from from where you go in growth i i I mean it's it's easy to want to be a nine (laughs) right um i i actually scored very very high in the nines already so um i can see my way into growing into a nine because i already kind of score there but i i i i learned a lot from from joy about the things that are helpful and the things that harm nines and um and so i it was it was just really really helpful to hear like the full breadth of of what it what it's like to score high there and 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 want to grow in and gain that that skill to be able to see everybody's perspective and really um, dial in there and, and understand um, where everybody's coming from. Yeah, and when coupled with that ability to see the worst case scenario, right? So right. see the worst case scenario and see everybody's perspective. I can see why that would be advantageous to the way God made you for for real. And and same with you, Jenny, as an as an eight. And um and again, I I that is my second highest as an is an eight. That's challenger, the go getter, the we will do it if you don't. I think that when we begin to pick from these other, the other ones, even if they're not um, our growth path, um, it's it's phenomenal, which brings me to wings really quickly, because a lot of people, and again, guys, there's no way we can unpack everything on this podcast that, that we spent n- literally nine episodes, 18 weeks, uh, 20, if you include the overview interview with Carissa Harrison, who we cover a bunch of this. And so you want to go back and listen to that. But l- wings basically is the number that is on either side of you. And so we'll start with with you, Chrissy. What do you think your wing is based on what you've learned through this process? I think you already um, mentioned it, but yeah, yeah I, I definitely wing five. Um, and so lately, I have noticed just how much I am. Um, I, it feels like I'm, my my six is bleeding five, and I, because I'm super stressed out lots of emotional as well as actual just deadline type stress and um so I'm finding myself in my head a lot and it's 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 been a struggle to say to say the least and I I feel like for me I'm looking at my personality type and only seeing the negatives Mm. only seeing in essence God made nine types and that's all you can be and you're this is how you're going to respond and it's not good it's 
your 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 broken six who's winging five and you're pinging two pong pinging all over the place you don't know anything <laughs> and and i'm in my head in my head in my head all the time and i i'm discouraged instead of seeing the beauty of the way god has made me it's a good thing sixes are good well, and I think here, and don't let me forget to, to let Jenny answer this question, but I feel like I need to, every now and then, something just is impressed upon me. And I, and I think, Chrissy, that, yeah, I mean, I think that, like anything else, our enemy, who doesn't want us to grow and learn and live in community, and, and, and that's such a huge reason why we did this series, is to live in the community so that we could understand how to live with other people. And so what I want to say to you is while you're being indicted by this information, because and, and some people will, they'll listen to their episode and they'll be like, well, that's all I am. Well, pfft, you know, OK, well, why why should I try anything else? And even if that were true, Chrissy, and that's not true, because you, there's so much more to your personality than seeing the worst case scenario. There are so many positive aspects to the six. And that is that ability to be curious that is that, and when we're curious, we oftentimes don't make mistakes. You, you know, you and I were on a car accident right after Thanksgiving, and the fact that you were an Enneagram Six is probably the reason why neither one of us were hurt. And so, I just want to speak into you that even if what Satan is trying to tell you is true, is that you're only a six, and you use a ping pong reference, and that guy's is hilarious. You got to go back and listen to her talk about the ping pong story. But you use this ping pong thing, and Satan's been having a field day with you on this. Yeah. And um, the reality is, is that you bring such value to I know my my life, and and I think Jenny would would say the same, but to the world. And so, uh, guys, if you're out there and you're feeling like Chrissy is, is like I, I'm I'm only as two or I'm only a five or I'm only an eight that is not true and when we we listen to other people talk as we did in this podcast series you realize the breadth of what you could actually have right so you could have the sense of justice that the ones have you can have the you can be the helper that the twos have you can be the achiever that the threes are you can be the artistic creative beautiful big feeling um, fours, you can be the investigator of the fives that wants to conserve their energy because that's okay because you get to do that. You can be a six because we need you to stop us from dying. Um, you can be a seven because we need you, especially shy and introverted people, need sevens when you're out and about and doing the things. We need eights to challenge us. We need nines to see all perspective. Chrissy, you and I had a situation um, back in the summer where it was, you talk about explosive, Jenny, Chrissy and I have known each other for a long time and we do life very closely together. And it was joy who brought in that nine perspective that, that healed those hurts. And so you are so much more than the ping and the pong and the six and the things you are so valuable and God's sight. He made you exactly as he wanted and as I mentioned, I'm going to throw the words right back at you that you said on this podcast. Are you going to look at God and say, you made me as a ping pong ball. I don't like it. No, I'm, I'm not. I, and that is, that the is point, the right? right. Yes. And, but the, the thing that I think really is resonating as you say all that is is that god made us for fellowship yeah and the beauty of different types of personality is that we do bring different things to the table and 
and help encourage each other in different ways from the heart, from the gut, from the head. It's all valuable and we need each other. We need each other. God did not create just one person on the planet that he really created us for fellowship and, and to help and encourage one another. And if we're not doing that, we're getting it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and, and as anybody who's ever listened to this podcast knows that that's one of our three C's community. Right. And so w- that's why we did nine episodes so that we could listen to the perspective of other people so that we could enter into life with them so that I could go to my friend, Angie, who is a seven, who has a fear of being trapped in emotional pain. And I can, I can, I know what to look for when I need to say, Hey, come back over here to the truth and stop believing the lies. And so understanding. So Chrissy, I think that's such an amazing point. And it is the point of the podcast. Jenny, where do you wing? Now you're interesting because you said on your episode. So I I think this is going to be really interesting for, for listeners because you would have answered this question two different ways at two different times in your life. Right. So talk to us about where you wing. So I could either wing to seven, which is what you call the good time, Charlie and Angie's episode or to nine, which is, you know, what I've already told you, like I desperately long to be. (laughs) Um, And I think at different times of my life, I've done both or either Um, growing up and probably through my college years and into the beginning of my marriage, I definitely winged seven. Um, I had the energy and the impulsiveness of myself and my gut added to that energetic zest for life, wanting to have fun, wanting to not be left out. What's the fear of missing out, you know? I wanted to be part of all of the things. And um, so I think that was the seven yeah. wing in me that really just loved a good experience in life and just embraced it. So when Angie had her episode and was talking about all the things she did when um, COVID kind of shut the world down, I had to laugh. And I love that. I love that about her. I know Angie personally, and I, that doesn't surprise me at all that she picked up new hobbies. She, you know, bought a bike, a yeah. bought, a, bought a hammock, you know, just <laughs> learned and invested in new experiences and new things for her life. That totally would have been me um, at one point in my life. But now um, I find myself wanting calm um, and um a a mediation between people. I think Mm -hmm. I see and notice so much division, which I'm trying to understand in the world right now. And so it's having me lean more heavily and weighing more heavily into the person who just desperately wants to bring people together and understand one another. So, and I also, I think just because of some of my health issues, I also feel like, you know, like the energy that a seven brings to the table is not something that I've been able to tap back into yet. So and, and it's you know, nine right now if I have to do something, but I'm pretty much, I think I'm pretty much an eight. Just <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I wonder if, yeah, that, that, that would be fascinating to explore at some point. Cause I think I, I don't think I've ever winged into a one a day in my life. Um, you know, <laughs> we, we, we have a phrase called Watsonese and that's, that, that's because I just don't pay attention to detail. But Jenny, you just said something really it's just, I just want to say this to you. It's interesting to me because you use the word mediate there. And on your episode that dropped uh, today, the Enneagram 8, you shared with us the loss of your dad, who I never actually got the pleasure of meeting, but who served his whole career as a mediator 
that was what he did as a job. And, um, and, and so when, when we talk about how God made us and the things that we, that, that we get just because we were born and made in God's image, but clearly you got that a little bit from your dad, uh, really just kind of wanting the world to be right. Now we all want the world to be right, but, (laughs) (laughs) but, but I think that, um, I think, I think that that's really interesting and that, and, and you really eloquently on your, on your episode expressed how much you hate what's going on in this world right now. And I think that would be true of all of us. Well, I just want to ask, you guys one more question because obviously this is a trauma podcast and one of the things that I I never actually accounted for when 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 I started the podcast was how much this podcast would minister to the guests that came onto the podcast and both of you have expressed how getting you know coming onto the podcast helped you just understand other people and understand people you live with and understand you do life with. But then I just wanted, as, as we close the podcast, and I'll answer to whittle it down a little bit more, but how has your understanding, and, and Chrissy, we'll start with you on this, how has your understanding of how God made you process the trauma? And trauma and Chrissy, your trauma is well-documented in seasons of this podcast, shattering safety, defining safety. I think you're represented in both seasons there where you tell us about a particularly traumatic event that you went through. But how has understanding the framework of the Enneagram helped you, if at all, and, and it's okay if it hasn't, um, process some of the traumatic events that have happened in your life for those who listen to the podcast for that reason? I have found that it it gives me some more grace for the way I process things. But I think more it has helped me in interacting with other people that are causing trauma in mm. my life understanding oh i bet they maybe they're a two like i'm not trying to assign what they are but maybe they're a two and i'm not understanding and i'm not talking about you obviously amy but maybe it that that's why they're behaving this way and it hurts me but if I can understand where they're coming from, I have a little more grace for them as well, which then helps me not get more angry and just shut down and say, you hurt me. I'm done with you. I, this is too painful. So instead, I, I feel like I'm I'm looking at the people around me and having more grace for other people and trying to come alongside and say, you see life different than me. How can I see the, the way you see life and encourage you toward the Lord? If that, if that all makes yes. sense. Yes. No, yes. The listeners can't see what I did to Jenny, but I just literally did the mic drop. Right, Jenny? And if you could hear, yes, Amy's dropping the mic and I'm like shaking my head up and down so vigorously because Boy, Chrissy, you just nailed it. I think that we can we can just use this maybe to say maybe not everyone approaches everything the way I do. Right. right? And if we right? know that, then we're not assigning so much to someone else. You know, I, I do have people in my life who say, you must be feeling this way about a situation. And never, I never feel the way they think. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> 
trying to ascribe to me how they would respond in that situation. And boy, isn't that like the genesis of so many misunderstandings, yes. because then they're going to treat me the way they would feel right. if they were in that situation. But this helps this helps you to say, okay, wait a second. <laughs> she just may not be approaching or may not have responded the same way I would to the situation. And if I know a little bit more about this person or that person, like you said, your your phrase that you've used several times, Chrissy, is grace upon, upon grace, grace upon, upon grace. grace. We get with this the opportunity to just equip and fill our bag with more chances to extend grace to other people that they just might not see things the way we do. Yeah. We can be so curious about the way that they do so we can respond in love and wisdom to the way they're interacting with the world. Yeah, I don't think we give enough credit to curiosity. I don't right? think I don't think we realize what would happen if what Chrissy just said is as people hurt us and this is a world where people do that and to your point Jenny if we could couple what both of you guys just said together is like, okay, like for me, one of the things that upsets a two is to not feel appreciated. So like we do things and I don't want you to do anything. I don't want you to pay me. I don't want you to do anything. But every now and then saying thank you is helpful. Well, if you don't know that about me and and I have I have – I get so, so much communication on this podcast thanking me. And, and that is my, that, that's what I need. And so if we don't know this about other people, we're going to hurt them, number one, if we don't know um, what they need. And then number two, when people hurt us, to Chrissy's point, if we understand, well, I am pretty sure that that, that person is a two operating in unhealth. And you can, you can literally look at the stress path on, go to the Enneagram Institute or Krista Harrison's website, any of it. You can look, they're, they're acting like that, so they must be this. And it's just a different way of understanding that concept of you're going to bleed on the people that don't hurt you, right? And so I am so grateful to both of you for being here. I am grateful to a God who thought us up before the foundations of the world. And um, I was in a counseling session the other day with Dr. Pettit, and we were working on some inner child work, which will lead us into the next part of the of the podcast series. And he said, think of it this way. Think of before the foundations of the world when God and they're and they're just having this conversation about creating Amy Watson. And you can almost hear him say and to Chrissy, to your point, we are not our Enneagram number. We don't have one quite like this. Let's create one quite like this. Let's create one with a little bit of two and some four and maybe a little bit of eight. And then, and, and then let me put them in community with a six and an eight and a one. And we call that, ladies and gentlemen, operating healthily in the body of Christ. And so if you don't know, Jesus as our personal savior, who we call the star of the story on this podcast. Again, don't rate the podcast, don't follow the podcast, don't subscribe to the podcast, but do hit that contact, Amy, and I would love to introduce you to the star of the story because this is a podcast on trauma, and we know that there is no way that we can do life without understanding and knowing and loving and receiving the completed work of Jesus on the cross in our lives that is our mission here is to help you so that you have hope and help when times come 
that are too much for you. And so as we close out the podcast, I would love to give you guys some parting words. We will start with you, Christy. Do you have any parting words for the listeners as we move into the next part of this series of trauma in the home? And we are going to have a particular focus on childhood trauma. Uh, This has just been really, I I think the whole Enneagram study has been super helpful. And I'm so grateful for this episode to just flesh out the whole thing and kind of it's just it just reiterates to me that the the beauty of of the way God has made us all unique and and how we we can really benefit one another and point each other toward the Lord. How about you, Jenny? Parting words for our listeners? I don't know that I could say it better than Chrissy said it. Um, but just to tag along with what she did say is that um and kind of what you said, as you as you were talking about all those different colors, I mean, numbers coming together, Amy, I thought about colors, you know, it's just this beautiful masterpiece. And if we if we put ourselves into a box, and I'm pretty good at that, like I've bo- I box myself sometimes into my number. And Chrissy, you were talking about like some of the dangers of that yeah. for you, right? Then we, we miss some of the nuance, you yeah. know, like if an eight is red, like there's so many shades of red, right? So, and and then it mixes with all the different shades of what whatever color you would resonate with um, and just create such a beautiful picture. And, and that's what God is doing through us. And it's, we've just said it so many times, but I think it just bears repeating as many times as we can that you are not your number. Mm-hmm. But if there's something about this series that has helped you, helped you, understand yourself or feel seen and known and heard and loved and valued, you know, all the things that are so important, then, then praise God for that. Right. And if there's something about this series that has made you see and know and hear better someone else in your life that you love, and you can like, um, just be a really good steward of that new information and love one another better then it's, like such a privilege to have been a part of that. And I'm so grateful that like you took the risk to do this and to bring all of us on here and be vulnerable so that we can just be better community for one another in the body of Christ. Amen. Yeah. I don't know that I could say it better myself either. I, you know, I was unsure and uh, of of the series because of what Chrissy basically just said, I'm, I'm afraid of being boxed into my number. So I'm so grateful that you said that. Well, as for me, it has been incredibly enriching. This all started with um, my own journey with my own Enneagram work. I actually invested uh, with an Enneagram coach. I felt like it was a missing piece for me um, as an Enneagram 2 with trauma. And if you are an Enneagram 2 with trauma, you understand what I mean and that you'll continue to just help other people to your own detriment. And so for that reason, I am grateful to be able to speak into the lives of people, not only other twos, but everyone out there with trauma as, and and particularly in that episode where Krista talks about what our core fears are. And again, we don't have time to, to recap all of that. And all of the episodes will be here. Um, That's the beautiful thing about podcasting is that it is evergreen and it'll always be out there. And so thank you for being here today, Jenny. Thank you for being here, Chrissy. You guys are uh, one half of what I call the core four, my 2 a.m. friends. I love both of you dearly, love doing community with you, and um, love doing this with you. And so, guys, as Phil Baker's podcast plays us out of the podcast, a song called Marked by You, know that that is my only desire is for not only my life to be marked by you, but to provide resources for those of you 
who have things standing in your way of you and the star of the story who wants nothing to do, nothing more to do than to heal you from the things that hurt you. Live in community, guys, because that is the only way any of us are going to survive it. As always, thank you for spending a little time with me. I know, as I always say, that this is not something that we can get back. I am incredibly grateful. I do hope that you've enjoyed this series on trauma and the Enneagram. It is my prayer, my true desire, that you understand yourself and others and that you will compassionately heal from trauma and allow others to do the same. In two weeks, as I mentioned, we move into the spaces and places of the podcast. That will begin with a rare solo episode as we begin exploring trauma in the home with a special focus on childhood trauma. That will culminate into the month of April where, yes, it will be back 30 days of Lost Childhood Challenge by Amy Watson on Instagram. So if you're not following me on Instagram, hit that contact button and we will see if we can go for year two with no ER for the win. So again, if you haven't already subscribed while you're right there in your, in your app, please do that. And until then, Jenny already said it, but I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it to Chrissy. I'm going to say it to myself and the, all of you out there in podcast land listening. You are seen. You are known. You are heard. You are loved. You are valued. And until two weeks when we see you back here in the healing zone, let the healing continue. Let my life glorify.